I can understand a middle-aged white male in this country. He may not like racism, but it may it, it's not going to be at the top of his agenda because it doesn't affect him. What doesn't affect you is not going to be at the top of your agenda. That doesn't mean you support or don't give a shit about it or whatever the case may be. It's just that, you know, it's not something that you you encounter every day that affects you personally. Therefore, it's not that top of the agenda. What up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined with my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Uh, I went to Lowe's right before we started recording, picked up some bleach so me and Tabitha can inject it in our uh, lungs and <laughs> make sure we don't get this coronavirus, man, so... You know, oh, so uh, Trump yeah, team. You know what I'm saying? So if y'all, <laughs> if y'all are looking to uh, be safe, you know, make sure you grab your bottle of Clorox or something, man. Get you some Lysol. Be safe out there. Okay, man. Lysol works too. Well, uh, I, I I would go with Clorox, but you know, I think Lysol will do it too, man. Just be safe out there. You know what I mean? Don't drink, yeah, don't, yeah. but don't do it in drive though. You got to be safe. Let's not be yeah. here. Yeah, and 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 do it in moderation. Don't like you know, stick a butt plug and like pour it down. You like, that that's it's gonna infuse too fast, you know. So you got to be careful. How, how, how did we go there, Rosie? Butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, all the all the little college um, shows where the guys get you, like get, do get, it no, to me. I've been watching any of those shows. That no, I, like, <laughs> I haven't watched any of those shows. He went to the so. butt plug, man. Uh, so that's the only thing that's on my mind. That and since everyone else has the coronavirus commercial with the piano music playing in the background, saying "Won't you help this restaurant?" We need to come up with a three brothers uh, commercial. Get get some piano playing and say, you know, "Won't you listen to this podcast during this downtime and support Three Brothers No Sense?" You know, since everybody else doing it, man, I think we should join in. Yeah. Oh yeah, we need a. We get. Are we gonna do a video with it too? Yeah, like holding a puppy or something. I don't know. Make it like. Yeah, and and then we can be like you know let, have people like dancing and having a good time, but then put in a disclaimer like this can kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why people do that, like or or videos do that. You know, side effects. This this can actually kill you, but for some reason everybody's all happy and just cool. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely about that. We need to we need to see if any of our listeners will chime in and be in our video. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind, Ross? Man, same old, same old. The only thing I can tell you guys is uh, Netflix, I, Black AF. I am uh, not a fan. I, it's I've I've tried. I, I got to episode one, finished it, tried to get an episode two, and I was just like, it's it feels like a bootleg blackish with a reality spin and I don't like reality TV shows. So that kind of turned me off. I hear it gets better after episode three. So I'm probably going to try to get through it, but um, that just wasn't there for me, man. I couldn't do it, but I will tell you what's good. Extraction just came out today. It dropped uh, that Chris Helmsworth new uh, joint, man. It's good. If you want, if you like, um, what is it? John Wick and the gunplay and all that with it. It's like that. It's, and it's true to less talk, more action. Nice. I mean, 
I, I think there's probably 15 minutes in the whole movie of like serious talking. Everything else is just balls to the wall. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 good if you just want some action. Oliver was watching it with me, bro. He was like, "This is pretty violent." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely checking that out. So, yeah, so thank you for giving me something to watch. But I think people are being too tough on Black as Black. Excuse me, Black AF. That's the name of the show. So, but you know, I think it's a decent show. I mean, it's not any better or any worse than any other shows really out there. I think. A lot of people got caught up in the hype, and as we sometimes do, we are harder on black items than we are on regular stuff. I mean, it's I mean, I, I haven't seen Tiger King or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's no worse than Tiger King. Like it's just it's we I think we're we're willing to watch trash from other people, but when it comes to us, it has to be what it is. I've seen a couple episodes, it has its funny parts. Uh, it definitely it has a very blackish vibe, as you ever heard other people say, with a spin of curb your enthusiasm. But it's it's, it's kind of funny. Um, it has its moments, but I'm not really too upset. I'm See, not, but that's the thing. I I don't. You you talk about you know people will watch other trash but won't watch this. Like I won't watch trash. Uh, except for the last season of Empire. Byron, I I had to say that before. Byron tried to call I'm me call out. out I'm still plane, watching Empire. You like Soul Plane too. You did I, watch. I didn't say. I didn't say I liked Soul Plane. <laughs> but you watched I said, it. But I you supported said it. I wanted a a I, second or I a, think you said like, you liked a second it. version. You said it wasn't bad. I think you did. I said it wasn't bad. I vaguely remember getting on you. <laughs> I guarantee you, Black, Black AF is not worse than Soul Plane 2. Oh, or Soul Plane 1. I, as a matter I will of. tell you what is trash. Kareem and Coffee, a, a Coffee and Kareem, whatever that is. That is horrible. Oh yeah, that is yeah. terrible. I haven't watched that one either. I, 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 I watched the trailer and I was just yeah. like, nope. It yeah. kept going. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of the show, but I mean, I'm not against it. Like I've I've watched it when I had nothing. You know, when I, I started watching. It, you know, you want to get through a couple episodes and call it a day. But what what is on my mind? I want everybody to know that Rozzy, uh Memoji shamed me. Is that Memoji? Is that what it is? <laughs> and I feel I some sort of I, yes, I, I yes, didn't, yes, I you didn't did. Shame you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I, my no, face was said, too fat. My beard was struggling. Like all <laughs> kind of stuff. Like it's, it's only so many options you can get. It's not like they. Ferg had Ferg had like a full on Rick Ross beard. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> like, pretty much the only beard they get. You don't have a Rick Ross beard and, yet. I'm just saying. And look, for some background, Orazio has the most accurate memoji that I've ever seen. Like we're gonna have to post it on the page because your your joint is like spot on. Yeah, because he's light skinned with a uh, and he's balding. That's what it was. <laughs> And they got they got they got his hairline perfectly. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, man. He, I mean, I, I I already don't use him a lot, and then he just kind of called me up. So that's no, no, no. I no, went no. back to the drawing board okay. like three or four right. times. Let, now, let's put now it in context I'm, for the now, listeners. Now I'm a lion. I posted mine, and somebody was like, "Yours is really, really accurate," and you said. I, mine isn't that accurate and posted it. Rizzy, give me tips. So I gave you tips on what you needed to change to make it more accurate. And then you started it, it commenting on it. It all comes down that. to, I nah. have years and years 
of character creation because of gaming. That's all it is. Like from Dragon Quest to every last making my own sim, like all of that. I I, I know how to make my own character at this point. It's a it's, it's a light skinned balding dude with a beard <laughs> with yeah. glasses. Don't forget the glasses. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's the a lot. Does of the, cover a lot up. Yeah. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot to be. You know. So. Oh, so so I'm regular. That's what you're saying. I'm basic. Yes. Wow. Yes. 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 You're a basic. You're a basic. Wow. Basic emoji, nigga. Yeah. That's yeah. Shots fired. We're here. That's what we're doing today. Uh, okay. All right. I can see this Ferg, show. Ferg, yeah, this is going to be sipping too. So <laughs> that's what it is. Oh that's man, it's been a rough week, man. I tell you, it's it's crazy. I'm just ready to. Ready to get into this weekend. I know I have a long honey-do list, but it's better than what I've been doing with work for the last few days. My customers and accounts are killing me, and it's so much out of our control. But it's for now, it's job security, you know. What about you guys? How's work going? It My, my work is ramping up, actually. So... You know, I, I was out a while with Jenica and, and, and that. And so they gave me some leave and I started working and they ramped me up really, really slowly. So shout out to, you know, my co-lead on my project. She took it and ran with it while I was uh, got, you know, while I was out. So I appreciate that. Appreciate all my co-workers picking up the slack, everybody on the team. Um, but now it's starting to be where. Um, the work is getting so much that she can't pick up the slack because she has enough work for her and me. And I got, so I got to come back and pick up my slack. So it's been, it's been good, man, because it's, it's one of those things that I'm getting back in the groove of working and, and feeling like I'm, you know, doing my thing Uh, because, you know, it's one of those things I love what I do. And so since I love my job, it, it was it was hard not being there. Uh, so it is just it's just something to kind of focus again and focus on something that I really like doing and and forget about everything else for a few hours out of the day uh, that it's just it's me and my stuff again. So even though I'm working from home, I'm able to do that. And I think it, even once once I go back to work where I'm back in the office, I think it's going to be uh, you know even better. But uh, at least I, I'm I'm being able to focus on it right now. Well, you know, my job is doing the whole two weeks on, two weeks off. So um, just completed my first week off again. This week went by entirely too fast. So I don't appreciate that. And I'm going to be spoiled, man. When all this is over and we got to go back to work for real, you know, after three weeks, man, I'm going to be looking around like I need to be off. <laughs> it's, but it's, just, it's definitely going to change the way people work, yeah. though. I mean, I don't know if your job, well, you can't really... Um police than peoples from the mouth yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but i see people like rosie probably gonna rosie probably gonna work from home more and everything so i don't see us going back to normal for the most part yeah we um you know there was actually um a town hall session and and you know my job we talked about that and they were asking they were like you know a lot of people didn't like working or didn't think they would like working from home. And now they're starting to get more comfortable working from home and they're starting to like it. And the company sees that those folks can work from home and still be productive. And so we're like, all right, so is there thoughts about letting more people work from home more often now? And, and yeah, they were like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at it now. It makes more sense. So it's crazy. You say that because, you know, in my former life, I worked for, uh, uh, human resources, human capital company. And that was one of the things we were talking about, how 
the work environment is changing, especially with millennials um, becoming the majority of the workforce and how things are changing. That that nine to five going in, clocking in is kind of dying off and people want more access to telecommuting and stuff from home. Working from home is the new thing. And you had so many business owners thinking that it was going to completely disrupt their daily uh, daily working habits and stuff like that. But what they're finding is there's a lot of studies that show people are more productive when they have the freedom to work from home and stuff like that. If they know that, Hey, I'm going to, I got to get this done. So they're going to go hard for three hours, four hours, whatever the case may be, instead of go to the office and BS for eight hours, just to say they uh, punched a clock, you know, it is what it is, but I digress. I'm going back to fire shots. So Riza, did you tell the people about your, uh, your teen jam workout videos you did this week? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, oh, with the kids, they were so cute. The no, kids. No, no, I ain't talking no, about the no. kids. I'm talking about your uh, your rated R workouts. <laughs> Look, man, I had on boxer briefs. I, I'm sorry that you know I, I I needed support, more support. I, I I guess I'm gonna have to go and get some some biker shorts or what? What did um Sean Coleman? She was like the high lift. I'm gonna have to give me a high lift pants. So that's that's all I can I can think of, man. I mean, I'm I'm doing what I can. Trying to cover up. They they shouldn't be looking at me like I'm a piece of meat anyway. Well, you facing the camera doing jumping jacks. It's <laughs> <laughs> only so much people can do. <laughs> well, uh, I'm done with Rising for today. So, fellas, let's uh, keep the party going. Let's go ahead and pay some bills and come back with our questions. All right, we're back. Three brothers, no sense. It's that time of the show where we call Rising out to the carpet and have our one mic stand. Rising. Hey Give man, I, um, I just want to know why? Why did Snoop Dogg buy an umbrella for drizzle my nizzle? It's so bad. It's because you're setting it up. See, I'm. I, I think we're gonna have to change the segment, and I'm just gonna have to slip them in naturally. It's just really hard to set it up when, you know, the expectation is all eyes on you. But, you know, you have a whole week to plan for these, right? I mean, is that? I, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. That it was it's not my place to judge. That's just one one vote for no. <laughs> you know, so. Buff, what you think, man? It was bad. It, it, was, it, was, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at it and I snickered. I snickered again. Is that, is that so, what happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what happens. I see them. Like, people are actually, it's funny. People are like shooting them to me now. Like, they're tagging me on them on Facebook and stuff. So, I'm just using what the people want. I'm just, I'm just the messenger for these. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I hope people are enjoying it in some kind of, I don't know, crazy way. <sighs> well, Razzy, keep being you, dude. Keep being you. Well, we're going to change it up again this week. We've had some of our listeners reach out to us and give topics and questions they want to ask. So this week, I'm going to yield my question to one of our uh, top listeners, young Waikisha. Uh, Rozzy, can you take it away for us? What's up? This is Waikisha. First, hats off to three brothers. No sense. I appreciate this podcast. From your first take on popular culture to giving a voice to the topics that concern the people. And I even love the controversial social media debates. So keep up the good work. 
my question for you today is considering the pandemic, should a non-custodial parent who resides in another area be allowed to get his or her child for visitation? Who wants to take that one first? <laughs> Anybody want to take it? I'll take it. Um, yes, but with almost anything, there's always a yes, but. So a lot of things I think have to be considered, like how involved is that parent before this whole pandemic thing was going on? Like if we're talking about a parent that was involved heavily doing everything he or she was supposed to do on a weekly or bi-weekly or whatever you guys have worked out basis, then yes, I think the two the two adults should get together, come to some type of agreement so that their parent can continue to see their child. Now, we're talking about a parent that come around for maybe birthday, Father's Day, and two other weekends in the year. And all of a sudden, he wanna, he or she want to flex and say, look, I need to see my child. Then I can see where that parent is like, no. Or if you think they're not as careful as they're supposed to be, with everything that's going on, maybe they're not taking the pandemic as serious as like we talked about a lot of conspiracy theorists on the last show. Maybe they don't even be- really believe in it. They don't believe in wearing a mask when they go out in public, wiping stuff down. Then I can see where that parent would not want that non-custodial parent to take their child. So my initial answer is yes. But if some of those other factors are going on, then I can see why that parent would say no. But something should be attempted to work out to be worked out if that parent genuinely wants to see their child. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of kind of alone with you, but depending on location, too. So there's a difference when they're both in the city. Like my kids are kind of co-quarantined between my house and their aunt's house. Right. So. But we've made that d- distinction of nobody else comes to your house. Nobody else comes to my house. So it's a, an extended family. So it, it's they're they're doing both houses, but th- we know the group, the group is controlled. So if it's like that, I'm fine with it. But if it's like Ferg said, they're the person that's I'm going to go by mama house. I'm going I'm to stop by here. I'm going to go see auntie and everything. And they call that quarantining because they're not going out generally in the public. Uh, then no, you know, and even if that y'all are local, but when you talk about if they're in a totally different city where they are 100% interacting with another circle again, and then my kids have to leave my circle that I'm interacting with, go get exposed to that circle uh, for a weekend or a week or whatever, and then they got to come back and to my circle. Uh, that's when I'm I'm to the point where at this point, no, I've seen videos where there are grandparents that live across the street or down the street from their uh, grandkids, and the grandkids aren't going to the grandparents' house. You know what I mean? Because the thing about it is, we're quarantining to keep it in the circle that. These are the only people that can be exposed to this as little as possible. So FaceTime, I mean, it's one of those things that it's it's a month unless your kid is like you said, we're used to every other weekend and they see me all the time and everything like that. If your kid is used to not seeing you for a month, two months, three months anyway, what is another two to three weeks of them waiting before they see you? So, you know, it, it, it it's there's a whole lot of nuance to it. But truthfully, 
like I could I could I could think about me and Haley, right? So if it was, hey, this was happening during the summer and that's my normal time to get her for two to three months or whatever, you know, and I'm like, hey, I really want to come get her, I'd probably be like, no, I'm not coming to get her until July or whatever, because I don't want to cross contaminate and expose her up here too. Uh, and, and then not only that, but I'm coming down there and I'm exposing your family to me and whoever I've been with and everything like that. And and so I, I would probably be like, no, I'm not going to get her for the next two to three weeks, you know, and, and play it out. If it's something where this happens and it, it's, it continues for another month or two, then we've got to reassess and say, okay, you know, Hey, we're going to, Make sure you make sure you don't touch anybody else and you don't go out for a week or two. I'm not going to go out and then we're going to go ahead. We're going to make that exchange. And then, okay, now we know that it's safe. You got to you got to think through it like that. I mean, it can't be just a on a whim. It's Wednesday. I want to come get them. And, you know, I've been all over the place and you've been all over the place and we're just going to cross contaminate. So you got to think through it more than just I want to see them. So I'm going to see them. Basically, be responsible. Like if if you're going to get your child, be responsible and and be understanding. Like like I said in my initial answer and what I think you said, too, is like you have to understand where that parent is coming from if they don't want their child to come with you or you all's child to come with you at that time. Like it's about keeping them safe. So don't don't be so so selfish to where you're risking your child just in the name of where I want to see my child. Mm -hmm. I think and that's what I'm going to pick up. So. First of all, you guys made some points about, you know, the normal, like the if he's or she's involved, you know, weekly or, you know, every in the month. I kind of feel you there. But what we all have to realize, even if I if we have split custody, we have to realize nothing is normal about the life we're living today. And we don't know how long this this new norm is going to be our new norm. So. Even if I saw my child or we had partial custody or, you know, I could be, you know, I see my child once a month or once every, you know, three, four months. I don't think that plays as big a part as us looking at the bigger picture. It's what's best as a parent, what's best for our child? Because one thing I hate is when we give one parent more autonomy over a kid than others, like, well, you can't see your our child like Let's sit down and work out what's best for our child and what steps we can take and agree upon. Because you have some people who might go one, all the way to the left and another parent that goes all the way to the right. Like just because you're all the way on, on the left doesn't mean that I have to lean all the way to the left. Let's find out what works best for our our situation. Let's look at what the experts are saying. Let's look at what's really going on. And that's kind of hit or miss because there's so many different things. But let's start looking at that. You know, Razi, you brought up like, hey, if you had, you know, Haley was still a kid and you were trying to see her for the summer, summer's coming up, you might delay it. But it's like, hey, I'm supposed to pick up my I'm hey, I'm coming to pick up Haley at the beginning of June mid-May, I need to start quarantining or rationing off my outings and stuff like that so I can prepare and limit my exposure because you've already eliminated, you know, this lady's already eliminated her exposure. Like Haley has a very small circle when she's at home. Now, hey, I can't can't expose her to that again. Like you have to start looking at those things. It's 
what can we agree on? What is best? Not based off our just our opinion. It's like, what are the what are we really seeing? What's really going on? Because I see this in so many different things where one parent feels like they have the upper hand and they can they can always dictate what the child does. And I think that's probably a part of this is because if you're facing that situation, this is just a whole this is a snowball effect. I only got to see my child this time. I only get to see my child this time. And now that we're quarantined, I, I can't even see my child at all. For some people, it's part of a, you know, part of a snowball effect. Um, for some, you know, you might have parents being overly cautious or some parents that aren't being cautious enough. You have to decide how bad do you want to see your child? If you want to see your child bad enough, you're willing to do everything within reason to make that happen. You know, um, if I got to start wearing a mask every day when I go out for the next two weeks and take my temperature every day for the next two weeks, then that's what I'll do if I really want to see my child. You know, like what, what, what just what holidays have Easter. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people get to see their child. And it was kind of like, well, what were you doing? Good Friday. What were you doing the day before that? Were you acting like everything was normal and all of a sudden Sunday because it's a, a holiday, now you want to see your kid and now you're upset because you can't see him, but you did nothing to prepare for that. We knew Easter, how Easter was going to roll, what day Easter was going to fall on weeks from now, weeks weeks before that, years before that. So it was like when you found out, like, hey, I'm trying to see my kids for Easter. Hey, what do I need to do to ensure that I can see my kids for Easter? Not yeah, waiting commu- last minute. Yeah, communication is key. But, the you know, to go back, the thing about custody and everything like that that custodial parent does have a little bit more say than the non-custodial if y'all have joint custody y'all y'all are equals in that yeah. but let, let's let's be honest about this uh that custodial parent can say nope not not this weekend and, and that was and, the know, question custodial yeah yeah she did, and she so, did say custodial i'm thinking because i'm seeing more people do the joint or the co-parenting thing so custodial yes they have they have the right but also at the same time, just because you have the right doesn't make you right. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know, and, and, so and, I, and yeah, that, that's why you see a lot of people having to go back through the courts and everything like that and and define when their weekends are and when their holidays and when they can get their kids. And, and you know, it's gotten it. it some some custody agreements get down to where the drop off is going to be and everything. And they have to be there at that time. Like it gets that serious when you're talking about that custodial parent that just will not, you know, give an inch. And so that non-custodial parent has to take every inch they yeah. can and they, and they have to make the court decide because that person's not being yeah. rational uh, with that other person. So, you know, and, and, and we can't, we don't know the whole situations. You may be custodial because the other person just was crap. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, that may be the reason, but at the same time for that child, that child wants to be, they want to be in that parent's life. And if the parent is making tries and they're trying, then like you say, y'all gotta, y'all gotta make that. Y'all gotta have yeah. a discussion. Y'all gotta make that happen for that child. Yeah. yeah so you have that the communication is key. like, we might not we might not get along. I don't like you. You don't like me. I think you're a piece of crap. You think I'm a piece of crap. Here comes this this pandemic. It throws everything off. You know, I'm supposed to see the kid every other week or whatever the case may be. Now we're quarantined. If the court says I'm supposed to see them every other week or whatever that is, and I truly want to see my child, it, we have to work out something because I need to understand why. I can't see him just because you don't want anybody else 
Well, you still go to the grocery store. You're still exposed to people. You still do all these things. You're still exposed to people. So let's come up with something that works for us. And I don't need, you know, the custodial parent just dictating, well, you need to check these boxes and you're making it tougher. It's like, hey, let's be reasonable. Like, hey, I work, you know, I, I might have to go to work and do stuff. So and so that custodial parent might go, go to work and do stuff. But it's still like, is my being fair? Is your criteria for me to see the child harder than the criteria you give yourself? Like I can work from home and you go to work every day, but you think I'm 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 the one that's gonna expose a child to something. Mm-hmm. You know, is are we being are we being fair? Are we taking out are there ulterior motives? I think that's part of it. If we're both trying to do what's best and we have a working relationship and we're trying tr- truly trying to make this work so our child gets the best of uh of having two parents, even though they're not together, then are we willing to work, make this work? So, I mean, I don't know, man, it's tough. It's, it's one of those things. If you're not, if you don't believe in it, you think this is a a hoax or, you know, you go drink some Lysol or Clorox today and say you're good. Then maybe you're not, you shouldn't see a kid, you you know, you definitely don't (laughs) need the kids. No, you know, but you know, you're doing everything. You you mask up, glove up, you wash, sanitize, wash everything, take your shoes off, take your clothes off before you walk in the house, do all that stuff, limit your circle. Then that's fine, because I do believe in parents having the right to, you know, to raise their kid. And yes, one is custodial, custodial but usually that's by default, you know, from my understanding. I haven't dealt with that situation, but, you know, somebody usually wins custody of the kid. And that doesn't mean the other person is unfit to be a parent. It's just the court saw in your favor, you know, because you brought up, I think Byron was, uh, one of you guys brought up grandparents, you know, to me, that's completely different. You know, my kids haven't left the house in over a month outside of our walks around the neighborhood. They have not made contact with anybody in over a month, you know, and that's just the way it is. So those other people just they they kind of have no say in they have no say in it because they're not the parents. But when we're parents, like that, I feel like that's a must. That's that's that is it's a key key component of those kids' lives. Now my my sister and my my stepmom and my nieces and other people they really play a large part. And I know my kids miss them and uh, they miss my kids. And I wish there were more was more we can do together. But as a family, we decided, hey, our kids ain't seeing nobody. Mm-hmm. Great. 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 Great question, Waukesha. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, by, we got a, a, by go the way, did you notice all the things she liked about the show? Guess what she didn't mention? <laughs> My jokes. Your jokes. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was what an else? innocent omission, Rosie. That's all it was. No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah. That's all right. That's all right. Either way, Waukesha, we got a uh, Three Brothers No Sense mug coming your way. So uh, appreciate the uh, the question. Anybody have- else, if y'all got questions, man, I can't send mugs to everybody who asks a question, but if you got questions, matter of fact, the next question we get, I got we're a mug to, for We're you. about to have so- water bottles and tumblers, too. <laughs> Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how many questions, how many times she did that because I felt like she had her bedroom voice on. I wouldn't say nothing. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say it like this. Listen to this. We we we, we hear Boy, you, Akisha. Nothing slide, man. <laughs> um, you want me to go, Razi? Who's, who's up next? Um, yeah, yeah. You you can go. All right, man. So you guys know because I do 
well, because of my job and because I also do politically entertaining, I kind of shy away from heavy politics on this show. We're going to say F that today. I want to get into a little politics right now. So there's a movement that's been going on lately, uh, especially since Joe Biden has pretty much secured the Democratic nomination. And, you know, just like four years ago with the Bernie voters, they're saying they're not going to vote for Joe. Other people saying they're not going to vote for him for other reasons or whatever the case may be. And so there's a movement going on where people are saying, well, look, if you're not going to vote for Joe Biden, you're pretty much saying that you're voting for Trump. You support racism. You support sexism. You support everything that they believe Trump stands for. So don't act like you're some noble person that's not voting for some type of principle that you have. You are supporting Trump and you're guaranteeing him another four years if you stay home and don't vote. And my question to you guys is, do you agree with that? Because I know that is a, you know, a lot of people don't want to see him get four more years. And a lot of people do feel like if you don't vote, that's pretty much a vote for him. So do you guys agree with that? Or is there a little more nuance to it than that? Well, help me understand what are the what are the other options then? I mean, it, 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 it's it, it might not be a vote for Trump, but it's a half a vote for Trump. You know, it's it's if you look at Wisconsin and Michigan and what is it, Florida, uh, or Pennsylvania four years ago, the people who stayed home, that kind of was a vote for Trump. Yeah. At least, if mm-hmm. it's not a vote, it's a half a vote. Yeah, so, what was it? I, I can't remember what state it was. Uh, like twenty three thousand. Yeah, he won by twenty three thousand, but over a hundred thousand black people, just black people, I not think it was Michigan. Everybody else, hundred thousand black people stayed yeah. home uh, during that time. That's and a then basketball back. arena. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So small. I I I think it, it. What it is is it sucks. That's how our system works. But that's how our system works. That's why I said, what are the options? Like, if you don't vote for this person, then you're essentially giving this guy another vote or a better chance. So it might not be a full vote, but it's half a vote. And and it adds up Mm -hmm. to the point where why aren't you supporting Biden? I'm not a Biden fan. But the thing about it is the reasons people don't like Biden, do they supersede the reasons that you're willing to let Trump possibly win? It's okay. Biden's he might have supported the Iraq war. Trump didn't. You know, I hear I hear that's one of the arguments I hear, you know, the the latest sexual scandals and mishaps with Biden. I don't know if they're true or not, but we we've seen similar situations with Trump. I was trying to think of what I wanted to call him, but I'm not even. <laughs> it makes no sense to dump on this you're, guy. Like you're just, it is what it is. You're a president. That's what yeah. you call him. <laughs> yes, you're. You're. you're, you're excuse me. You're a president. You're right. <laughs> hey, I'm in. Hey, I'm you're in president. Virginia. We went to Hillary. Texas went to Trump. <laughs> Alabama. Alabama went to R. It didn't matter. Like it just does not matter. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, it, it it sucks. But that's the, the crazy. It sucks. Those are the options. But it's like. And I think people are so big on making a statement. It's I want to prove a point and your point. Are you that upset with Biden that you're willing to let Trump win or give him a chance? And for me, that's a that's a hard no. Unless something else. It's it was crazy. It 
Biden pretty much has to slap my mama or do something to my wife and kids right now for me to feel like he's a worse. And you know what? It's not even Biden or Trump. It's his supporters. Like, I can't empower these people and let them think that they can run this country, continue to get away with the the things or the, the ideals that they've been spewing for the last three years. Like, that's where it is. Like, Trump himself, I can care less about. But another four years of people feeling like this is truly America, I don't know. And, I, and also, when I look at our, uh, our position uh, globally, can you imagine what other countries are saying? Think about what we're saying at, during this oh, they, time. They laugh at them. I think, I think a report came out, what, last year, where at one of the G8 summits or something, they, they laughed yes. at them. They laugh at them. But that was, a yeah. regular, that was during regular life. <laughs> I'm talking about during a pandemic. This dude literally said... He said that. Yeah, he said that. No, no, no. No, no, so, no. Inject. <laughs> Inject. Inject. Yes. 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 Inject. Somebody. We from, can get the light inside of us somehow. <laughs> and so for somebody from another country sitting like, really? Y'all about to reelect this dude? Like, I would have no respect. I have no respect for him. It's hard for me to respect the voters and people who are willing to not necessarily vote for him, but are willing to let him get back in office. There's a level of respect or questioning that I have for your thought process. What do you think the, uh, the, the rest of the world is thinking? We're oh. losing globally. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we are. are. We're, we're our, our, our president is an idiot. idiot. We're, we're, <laughs> we're leading the pandemic. Like we're talking, we're just giving crazy rhetoric. We're, we're too selfish to do anything really about it. We're, we're boycotting and protesting you know, our civil rights because they want to, quote unquote, try to save lives. The rest of the world's looking like, wow. And they're about to put him back in office. Come on now. Well, I mean, the, the thing about it is I just hate hyperbole. I hate those those all or nothing statements of if you vote for if you don't vote for Biden, you support racism and Trump and all that. Like, I don't even look at every Republican as they support Trump. Mitt Romney is probably going to vote for Trump or maybe he he may do a third party. But the truthfully, the thing about it is Trump has told the, the Republican Party line when it comes to their actual platform. And he's done a lot of things that Republicans like. So people are weighing that that I will let him do that stuff that I really don't care about because I'm getting what I want. I'm getting these conservative justices. I'm getting, you know, all of these judges and I'm getting so all of that. I'm getting the tax cuts. So but it, outweighs, for, for, it outweighweighs racism then. It outweigh it outweighs right, your morals. Right. So right. for, you for might some not, people. You might not be a racist, but you ain't anti racist. You're not a racist, but you ain't anti-racist. I like that. Yeah, that, that that's it. But the thing about it is, even for those Republicans that are supporting him, I don't look at that 100% as they're racist and, and they, they support that. They support the platform because when you're voting, you ha- you you it's not all or nothing. I don't agree with every last thing on a Democratic platform either, 
but I'm going to vote Democrat because they more likely align and most of their platform aligns with what I think. And so that's how you have to kind of do it. So you, you do have to weigh that. And for those folks that don't see racism or care about it or don't think that it's a big deal, then that's they will excuse that bull. and they will allow. No, it's the that's truth. It, it's, it's the fact that people are willing to turn the blind eye to things that don't affect. It's Exactly. It's, 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 the question is, where do you draw draw the line? Where's your human decency? It's like, hey, you can do all this stuff to black people because I'm not black, and but they probably yeah, I don't deserve know if it. You remember? I don't know if you remember. Way back, I think it was like episode four or five. I talked we we when we talked about um hanging out with Republicans and stuff like that, and I said being a Republican is almost a lack of empathy, and 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 that. That is how I see it. It's like they don't empathize with those those races and and everything that are negative to, so negatively affected where by racism. Do you draw the line. These are the type of people I feel like if if slavery were a choice again and it benefited them financially, they would really consider it. That that to me is how we look at things. It's like maybe it's not as blatant as it used to be. It's like, but hey. My retirement funds and my portfolio could gain go up 20 points if this happens. Yes, some people might have to die, but 20 points? Come on now. Like but 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 we we've gotten away from the question because that like now we're talking about Trump supporters instead of these Democrats that are not but it's like, the same voting thing. for Joe it's, Biden. It's, but, well it's it's you, not. It's not where because draw, where do you draw the line? If I have somebody who this is what he resonates this is this is is trump a racist yes is trump misogynistic yes Get, like where what are the things that make you say i don't like biden but i can't support somebody or allow somebody it's almost like hey this dude is beating beating a woman and we talked about, talked about this i guess is he's beating a woman but we're gonna stay out of it because of a it's I guess it's kind of the same situations. Like, what are we willing to let slide because we don't support the other person? We don't support Biden, but we're willing to let Trump get reelected. And and, and most of those folks that are saying that 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 are saying I'm not voting for Biden, even if Trump goes in, is they're just saying that I'm I'm going to stay out of it, y'all's shoes, and so. I don't like that that notion that staying out of it or saying I, even if it, if you if that person goes and they vote third party, they did their civic duty to vote who they thought they they wanted to be. Doesn't matter if they felt like my person's not going to win. They did their civic duty to go vote for who they wanted to um, vote for to become the president. So the, you can't you can't give them this linear Hey, you got to vote for the it, because we're in a two party system. You have to vote for these two people because they're the ones that are going to win. They are one one of those who are going to win. But you have folks that are independent like Bernie Sanders that wins. So it's not necessarily all about that. But on a presidential level, we know that's not happening. So, yes, I vote you, for you, anybody but Biden, like it, the, not voting for Biden. Well, the options are not vote, voting for Biden or not voting for Biden is not. If you go vote for Trump, if you vote for an independent, all that yields the same result. It's one less one less vote that's going to help Trump get into 
the yeah, White House again. Because because we Republicans already said it. It's like the more and and everybody, um, like all the pundits, everybody, all and the political strategists, increased voter turnout inevitably leans Democrat yes. every time. Every single time. So that's why Republicans want to stop people from voting and do all the voter suppression and all that stuff. So we're doing, we're doing it ourselves, though. But we we do. We do. I mean, our participation rate is what? Under 60 percent. But the thing about it is I, I am I am happy that younger voters are starting to vote higher. The participation rates in younger voters are hi- higher. I told you what it is. It's Gen X. That's the problem. That's the problem right there. Gen <laughs> X. Back to blame Gen X. <laughs> man you guys said a lot I just want to say that I understand where Ferg is coming from but I definitely agree with with Rozzy I can't just cast the people that don't vote for Biden or don't vote at all as like that means they support this or that means they support that some people genuinely look at both choices and, and morally or whatever they have in them say I can't support that and I can't support that I can't support either one. So it's like, it's like, do I, do I, do I eat or drink? You know what I mean? I'm not going to do either one. So I'm just going to stay home. What I can say for me, well, before I get to me, let me say this, because Rosio touched on this too. Like being a Republican means lacking empathy. And I can understand a middle-aged white male in this country. He may not like racism, but it may it, it's not going to be at the top of his agenda because it doesn't affect him. What doesn't affect you is not going to be at the top of your agenda. That doesn't mean you support or don't give a about it or whatever the case may be. It's just that, you know, it's not something that you you encounter every day that affects you personally. Therefore, it's not that top of the agenda. So when someone like Trump comes along that we deem as probably more than likely racist, they can overlook that if he's cutting their taxes, if he's good for business, which I don't think he is. But let's just say they think he's good for business or whatever else they think he's doing. Then I can see why they would support that. But with Joe Biden, you got the allegations that Tara Reid came out that he raped her. Like she moved the bar from sexual assault to flat out rape. So some people may believe in that. They may not like that Trump is a, a, a grabber. So they're just going to stay home. My thing against Trump is, for me personally, he makes racists feel safe. I think we've always been mm-hmm. a racist country. We've always had a significant amount of racist people in this country. Just look at how the response was to Colin Kaepernick versus whenever you see all these white people protesting about something. But I want to get back to where racists don't feel safe. Like we always knew they were here, but they weren't this. They wasn't this bold. They wasn't marching in Charlottesville you know, with Confederate flags and burning crosses and stuff like that. Trump makes them feel safe. So I can't I can't rock with that. And he's not smart. He's not a smart man. On top of that, he's a crook, in my opinion. He's supporting uh, what was that? A pharmaceutical company that he was trying to tout as coming up with a vaccine when he had stock in it. He said he's going to step away from the business. He's not. He surrounds himself with crooks. His son-in-law, Jared Kushner, one of the worst slumlords in New York City history, had cases on. Hell, Trump had cases against him, him and his father, for uh, racially discriminating people. So to me, he makes yeah, he makes racists feel too safe, and and he's a crook. And so people get, you know, people like to say he speaks the truth. No, he speaks unscripted talk. He doesn't he doesn't use talking points. He speaks from the top of his dome, but that doesn't make it true. 
see, most of our politicians are scripted and they go by, you know, certain talking points or whatever. Trump doesn't do that. So to a lot of people, he fools them. Oh, man, he's not a cookie cutter, cookie cut out uh, candidate like somebody else. Therefore, he must be telling the truth. No, he still lies. He just has unscripted lies. So those are the reasons that I can't rock with him. But I'm not going to knock somebody that stays home. I would prefer that they come vote for Joe Biden, but I don't want to cast them as supporting this or supporting that. I, but I, but I, this goes this goes back to when I remember when I said Democrats are horrible with controlling the narrative. Like you have one of the worst presidents in history. Yep in the White House right now. He's about to get and reelected. You can't, and he's, he, he has a good chance of getting reelected he's gonna because get re-elected. the Democrats can't find a good narrative to be able to, uh, to motivate people to go against this guy. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is right, crazy. Right. Like th- their marketing arm, whoever they are is just needs to be fired. And they, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, it just makes no sense that we can't, we, as in the Democrats, can't find a good narrative that motivates people that, I mean, they always want to have the moral high ground. And the problem with that is a lot of people don't care about having the moral high ground. They want to win. So we need to find a narrative that makes us win. I'm, I'm glad you said that, said that, too, because a lot of people like to look at Democrats and Republicans as like equally evil, equally bad parents. Now, the Democrats got rid of a great I don't want to say great, but they got rid of a good senator and Al Franken because of some some picture he took. But they still support a president that has admitted that he grabs pussies. So don't don't come with that. They're both equally bad. They, they, they're both bad, mm-hmm. but they ain't equally bad. I get what y'all are saying, man. I truly do. And I wish it and I go back to I wish it wasn't this way. But like we sometimes we have to accept what is it is this way. It's like. You staying home means you're you might. OK, we change the thing. No, you might not be a racist, but you're willing to let racism thrive. That now I can. And, and so yeah. and so that's my thing yeah. is like it's you might not be this, yeah. but it's like my my moral. I'm so morally sound that my morals won't let me go out and vote for this guy. But I know for a fact what I'm going to get with this guy and I'm OK with it. Because I, I I stood by and I, I proved the point. It's at a certain point. It's like you have. It's a call to action. It's it's like it's abstaining, and abstaining a lot of time sways the vote. It is like it. You might not agree, but what don't you agree with more? I don't agree with this, but I and I don't agree with this. Well, if you had to pick one, because right now you do any other election. Well, outside of the first one, if they would, if this would have been the same situation with Bush, I get it. I might disagree, but I get it. There's nothing that there's nothing positive you can say from this guy unless you just unless you're unless you're searching for something positive to say. Like, it's 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 just not like, you know what? I mean, I was not a Bush fan, but like before he got elected, it's like. I can't really say he's a bad person. I couldn't say Reagan was a bad person. I mean, before he got elected. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about before he got elected. It's like, you can't necessarily say they're a bad... I just don't agree with... I might not agree with their politics or the things they're, they're talking, their campaign strategy or their campaign promises, but I don't think they're a bad person. 
this nigga's wow. evil. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an idiot. Like there's nothing yeah. good to say about yeah, he's him. Right. Like we're we're the stuff that we say about him that people support, it's scary. It's scary. So that's yeah. my thing. It's like you might not be a you might not be a racist, but you ain't about to stop racism. So it's what's more important to you? Hey, I didn't vote for somebody that did this, or I I assisted, or I incre- I increased the chances of somebody who spews racist and misogynistic rhetoric to stay in that position. That that's what happens when you don't vote for Biden. And I'm not a Biden fan. All right. I hope he has a great running mate. All my candidates got out early. It sucks, but all right. Oh, you rise. I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad. You, you, Sorry. Got, a, you got us yeah. fired up oh, now. Hold on, hold on a second. My bad. Hey, man, what you doing in my chair? Oh, I'm back, y'all. Who? So y'all talked about politics with somebody? That wasn't. <laughs> yeah, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I had to go see what Tyler uh, wanted. Uh, I'm back yeah. now. There's a little dude, dude, dude named Lil oh, Evil. Okay. All right. Well, I'll listen to the show and see what y'all talked about, bro. Because you yeah, know, cause you know like, I don't talk cool. politics on this show. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had two, but I think this will be a good follow up from the last episode. You know, we talked about old buddy giving away the ten thousand dollars to the folks and everything like that. And to skirt the politics of it all since uh, little evils here. So maybe you want to call him back. (laughs) But I want to know, why is it that America and society makes us lean on charity instead of just making sure that everybody can live by the work of their own brow. Like why is it that we have to have welfare or we have to have folks giving away these charities and all this stuff in the richest nation in the world, in history, like not just in the world now, but in history, we're the richest nation in the world. And we have homelessness, homeless veterans, children that can't eat, you know, people that work 40, 50, 60, 70 hours, two full-time jobs sometimes, and still can't make ends meet. Why is that? And why aren't we changing it? Well, the answer lies within the setup of your question, my brother. You said we are the richest nation in the world. We are the richest because we have a lot of greed. So (laughs) with greed, you have to have workers that have non-livable wages. You have to have poor people. You have to have people that are willing to work for minimum wage or less. And so when I when I say we have greed, you know, we still pay contractors to build weapons that our military hasn't used in over 30 years. You know, we we still, I mean you guys have heard of the bridge to nowhere. We 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 pay big companies to build things we don't need all the time because it's all about keeping some people rich. It's all about getting more and more rich. Like there's no reason for CEOs to get like a $2 million, a $200 million bonus each year or something like that while, they're, while their workers are making like $5 an hour. There's no reason for that whatsoever. And we can disguise it and we can claim it's under the umbrella. Capitalism. Yes, there you go. It's under that. <laughs> it's, it's under that. You know what I mean? But what it really is, is greed. And, and, and it's just that simple, man. And until this nation, you know, gets rid of that 
wanting to be greedy. I mean, we talked about a couple episodes. It, it wasn't like monetary, but when this pandemic pandemic hit and how people bought up all the toilet paper and all the sanitizer and then tried to resell it for a profit. I don't want to do, I don't want it to sound like I'm just talking about corporations. We as a nation, individually American citizens are greedy. We're greedy. And if we can make a buck of someone's misery, we won't hesitate to do it. And that's just what it is, man. It's the mindset that this country has. And we try to shame people that ask questions like you do, Rosie, and call it socialism. By the way, we have plenty of socialism in this country. Socialism is always good when it benefits a certain amount of people. But when it benefits a different class of people, then all of a sudden it's wrong. But they try to shame people by calling it socialism. And, uh, you know, you you don't want people to work. You just want people to be lazy and everybody earn the same thing. No, man, the problem here is just greed. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if I want to hit on socialism, but what I'm going to say is it's it's mis and maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's always misleading when we see ourselves as the richest nation in the world because 10 percent of the population has 70 percent of the wealth. So <laughs> when you look at the other 90 percent of Americans, they ain't that wealthy. It, it, it's like. We have money because of the Halliburtons and all these other large corporations and people that have that. But when you look at the average Joe, when you look at the average person, it's it's tough being in a uh, capital society. And everybody, because we have such a disparity between the average American and the upper 10 percent. Nobody wants to be the average American or not many people want to be the average American. We try to be in that 10 percent. So we do whatever it takes to get there. And it goes back to those are the people who set our moral standards. It's why are there homeless people? Why are there homeless vets? I think it goes back to we we're we're not willing to sacrifice our comfort. Mm. I mean, I think it on so many different things. It it comes when it comes to economics, when it comes to political reform or any kind of reform. It's we all make a decent living. Could we do more? Could we give more? Could we give more of ourselves? Could we give more of our finances? Yes. But that means Z don't get to stay home. That means Tab don't get to drive that nice car. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's what are we willing to give up? And I think, and we're well off, but I think you think about people who, I'm not saying we're, we're not balling by any means, but we're in, a, we're in a pretty good situation. You look at other people who who are living check to check, but they're still way better than some of these third world countries. Rising, being in the military and going, you know, around the world and seeing what I consider true poverty, it, it's, some, it's some crazy stuff going on out there. And a lot of us, could, a lot of people could do more. And we can spread the wealth more, but it's like, I'm not willing to give up what I have to have help other people. And I think that's the true American way. It's if I, if I help, that means I'm giving up. I'm only willing to give up. And I'm not saying people don't help. You're only willing to give up so much. How uncomfortable are you willing to be? Because there's so many great things you can have if you're selfish. Yeah. If you take care of yourself, you get to have the nice house, you get to have the nice car, you get to take these nice vacations, you get to do all that stuff. But Byron, don't go on a vacation for two years. How many people could you help by saving that vacation money? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we consider it. You know, we never consider it. You know, down, downsize the cars. You know, what if we go get a you know uh, a Prius 
a, a, a certified used Prius, not even a new Prius, Dang, something that saves on gas or something small. And, you know, that car note you're paying, we, we, we give that to somebody else. You know, it's a family of three. You, you guys, we could all say you stay in a smaller house. But I think I, what I, you're I talking about is slightly different, though. You're talking about me working and then just giving my money to someone. I think Razio is saying, why don't we all have a livable wage? To where nobody is poor, nobody is homeless. Like I don't think, yeah. I don't think me think going that. to my nine to five working and saying, "Hey, hey, James, come here, man. Let me give you a couple of hundred dollars. I know you stay home all day and just chill. So let me but, hook you up." But I think it's two sides of the same coin. It's you don't want to you you don't want to proactively give, but you don't want to take a pay cut. The other option is okay, so James can make fifteen dollars an hour instead of uh, seven ninety or seven ninety, whatever minimum wage but, is. But I, I think you're, I think you're attacking it like a Republican. Why would you? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to? Why would you want the working class per- person to sacrifice? Why not the person at the top sacrifice his salary so that James can get paid more? Yeah, but why, yeah, why so doesn't everybody we, sacrifice? Because of equality. <laughs> so that 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 is the problem. Is that the Wage compression happens when the low wage workers don't get raises and they don't get minimum wage hasn't been increased since what the early 2000s, late 90s, I think when it went up to seven something. So that's the last time that those minimum wage workers have had a pay raise. 15, 20 years, right? That During that same time, CEOs have increased their salaries by like 200, 300%. Uh, and that's base salary, not even their bonuses and stuff. So that that's where they're talking about the wage gap has widened to its widest uh, point ever, right? So like Byron's saying, the problem is it's not the middle-class worker. It's not the person making 50, 60, 70,000 a year those people aren't going to be take, making a big pay cut, but the people making 150, 200 and 300 may drop down 15, $20,000 a year. And, and, and if you're making it now, they're not going to cut your pay to get you down there. But what will end up happening is the business uh, and the companies will have to start making choices on who they're giving these raises to. Right. And so you may not get a raise for two, three years. So until you kind of catch up to that, but those minimum wage workers end up getting bumped up uh, because my thing is I hate to hear minimum wage work jobs are for high schoolers and everything and all of that. My thing is when school's in and you go to McDonald's to pick up your food for lunch, that's not a, a, a high schooler serving you that lunch that day, but you still want to go grab it. You want to go to Subway. You want to, you know, have all this stuff. The thing about it is, man, we, as a nation have to make that conscious decision. We figured out how to get $2 trillion and infuse it into the, uh, the economy on a drop of a hat, just like that. You know what I mean? And that $2 trillion could have made college free for like two, three years for folks. It could have, uh, you know, reparations. It could have paid reparations. It could have paid reparations. It's all kind of stuff that they could have done with it. So, you know, the thing is, I, that's where I like, uh, AOC when she says, Nobody talked bats and I when we were like, oh, we need extra money for military spending. But as soon as we say we want to give uh, free college education or universal health care, then it's where is it going to come from? You I know? Agree, yeah. And so the thing about it is, man, as a nation, we just have our priorities mixed up. We we want to pay for the things like Byron said, that greed and making it making people richer and richer and things like that. But 
um, I was listening to Brandon in that special COVID, uh, um, you know, special, and he was talking about, yeah, he was talking about how this, this, everybody being so poor that, that, that economic impact of everything, actually, it's a homeland security issue. Like, we need to do better with our people. And, and, especially if we're paying taxes, where our taxes go. It's just all about where we try to decide where we're going to pay our taxes. Are we going to give a corporation a tax break and let them not pay taxes, but at the same time subsidize their employees because they pay a minimum wage and that's not enough to live. So we have to give their employees section eight and food stamps and everything else. So when you actually look at the money that the government's paying out to those people, plus the tax breaks that they're giving to that company, the company's not giving anything back truthfully I get, I to get the, the nation. So that's where, you know, we, we have to get smarter with our tax policy. We got to make sure that companies are paying taxes at a fair rate, that millionaires are paying money or taxes at a rate that's higher than ours. You know, like when we pay 25, 30%, but millionaires are having an effective rate of 4%, that, that's not right. There's something wrong with that. So tax policy, when you look at that, when you look at minimum wage policy, when you look at, you know, homelessness policy, there shouldn't be a veteran on the street because every veteran should be able to go get a Section 8 uh, voucher today and be in a house tomorrow. Like, there's no way. You should should be able to take your DD-214 into the Section 8 office, plop it down, and they give you a voucher right there. And be like, go find you somewhere to stay. But but my thing is, I challenge this. Like, I think we're we're so quick to always say, and the reason I made this argument is because we're always, we're quick to say what the other person should do. So we're talking about the top 10%. So let's say the top, bear with me, top 10% say, you know what, you're right, let's do it. But at the same time, we need the, the, the top 40% to do this as well. What are you willing to do to make that happen as well? And a lot of us feel so... We don't want to sacrifice our, our our comforts. And so if we don't want to sacrifice our comforts, why do we think other people, no matter how much money they make, because there's people that look at us and they would give their right arm to be making what you and Buff are making. That is true. Yeah. But I, I, th- I think to answer your question, I think um, so like a 10 percent hit on Jeff Bezos, that ain't going to hit him like it would hit. Me or probably you, a twenty percent, a twenty percent hit. Same thing. It's not like you got to look. This this is the richest man in the world who had a divorce, who I think had to give his wife fifty percent of his wealth, and still was the richest. And man. Still was the rich, and made her the richest woman in the world. Yeah, I constantly hear how Amazon workers are paid like. I get so that. That's got to change. About, but think about how many people take your household income and cut that in half. And I don't know what it is. I don't have any idea. But you know how many people would love to make that? Absolutely. Now, and that's yeah, my, that's yeah. my whole thing. Like- and and, and that, that's why I'm a big proponent of a minimum wage increase. Because minimum wage, what it does is it pushes up the bottom uh, workers. And out, so they're making closer to what we make. And at the same time, we're going to either get pushed up just a little or we're going to at least stay the same. So it's not going to affect us much on our in, in our salaries. So, but what if it that, did? Like my thing, you're saying, I, hey, I mean, and my thing is, I'm, I'm, how, I'm fine with taking a little bit of a cut. And like, that's the thing when, when you talk about structure and it being smart, it, it needs to be tiered. It, you know, I I'm fine with taking a five percent pay cut or a three percent pay cut, and I can I can absorb that where 
he talked about Bezos taking a 20% uh, or, you know, our CEOs taking, uh, you know, 10%. So that's where, that's why we have a tiered tax system because of that. It's like, you can absorb that hit more as you go up. So I'm fine. Personally, I'm fine with but taking how many a small people are, cut. How many people are like, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I, think I get that, it. And, and that's, that's, that's the problem, problem is I think politics. Like, and that's why I say we as a nation, I'm not, I'm not just looking at the politicians because the politicians are doing what their constituents want is yeah. save me money. Don't tax me. Cut my taxes. Do what better for me. And so, and, and especially in those Republican leaning uh, spots, that's when Republicans get in and they cut taxes and they screw us over and they cut and, and they explode our deficit. And then a Democrat has to come in there and raise taxes to get us out of the deficit. And then everybody says, "Oh, see, they raised taxes, so you shouldn't um, uh, elect them anymore." That's the cycle that we've been in for the last twenty five, thirty years. The reason I disagree with Ferg is because he's asking for fair play in a rigged game. The rich and powerful always have the advantage. You're I not, get that. You're, you're not in a secret meeting where you're getting briefings ahead of time about this pandemic and, and you got the knowledge to go buy stock in these companies that are going to skyrocket. You working class Ferg are not going to get that kind of access. I get that. So, I get that. So you're, but, but, but you're also asking working class people to be on the same playing field with people that make a hundred times more than them. What I'm telling you is I think, I think if you want working class people to make a sacrifice, you can identify a comp- Like we know bad practices in Apple, Amazon, Nike, things like that. Stop supporting those type of businesses. Maybe that, that aren't paying their workers a, a livable wage buy different products or things like that. But I just think asking working class people to take a cut. I, I get what you're saying. People. I get what you're saying, but the thing about it is you're looking at it from a working class and I don't know what percentile we were being, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at people at that bottom 10%. Mm-hmm. They're saying, Byron, come on, dude, but you, you could do a little something. I know Bezos might not do this. And even if he did, that'd be great. But if you did this too, and I'm not saying we should, but would we be willing to, if we said, if somebody presented, this is the solution. I'm going to tax the rich like this. I'm going to tax you like this. And the bottom 40%, bottom 50% are going to step up. Would you be willing to do that? Most people won't because you got to think about the universal health care argument. Bernie was saying, I'm going to tax you a little bit. Your payroll taxes are going to go up, but you don't have to pay uh, health insurance and, anymore. And that's so my ultimately, point. Ultimately, it's going to be cheaper for you. And people still couldn't get on board that's and be thing. like, they're like, oh, no, you're increasing my taxes. Because like, we want, take we want home, the top Your check's going to be bigger, bro. We want like, the top 10% <laughs> to do something. But we're saying, hey, we just need a little bit from you. We're like, nope. Nope. They should take all the risk. And they're like, no, 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 we ain't going to do that. Um, if you ain't willing to do it, why would we be willing to do that? Because once again, the same way we look at those people, they're people. You go back home today, go back to Mobile. There's people looking at you like you like you big baller, man. What's up, big money? What's up, big money? Let me hold some because they see you. You are what they want to be in life. They don't see anything bigger than you. They know they're not going to be Jay-Z. They know they're not going to be, you know, Bill Gates. But I know Byron. I know Buff. I know him. Like, to be close to you is to be close to godliness for some of them people. And so in their mind, you got it. Yeah, but there, there you got it is like, 
you should be buying the drinks at the club that night. I can do that. <laughs> but what I'm looking at Jeff Bezos, what I'm looking Some at Jeff Bezos, what, okay, but what I'm saying is the pay cut I'm asking those people to take, that doesn't amount to the little things I can do for the people back home. But but we're saying a little bit. What if those drinks you bought, we asked you to buy those drinks every month? That that $50 out of your paycheck every month times me, Rizy, and all the other all our other listeners shifted the pay the um the pay scale for somebody else. Yeah. I don't know the numbers, yeah, do but that. are we willing that that's my thing. We, I'm not saying it has to be big. I'm just saying there's people that think we can do more. Yes, yeah. yeah, we think other people can do more, but there's people that think we can do more. So I think it's part of like we're not willing to I don't think I don't think it's I'm not gonna say human nature. The American culture, people do not want to do anything that for the most part that they're that inconveniences them or they're not openly willing to do. Like it's, you know, I ain't going to take a pay cut. Why would I, why would I get $50 less on my paycheck for somebody else? They need to get a, they need to get a better job. You know, I want to buy it. I'd rather, I'd rather you go really buy. sound a real Republican. Yeah. No, that's how people look like yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather go buy. I'd rather give you $50 and go buy drinks than you taking $50 out of my pocket. Like you said, you'll 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 go do that. You'll go buy a round of drinks for everybody every week if need be. But you can't just take it out of my pocket. Get your hand out of my pocket. Like we going back to my, get your hand out of my pocket. So <laughs> you know, like it is what it is. My bad. Heavy, the show going. heavy, heavy political episode. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, since he here, yeah. <laughs> let's go all yeah. the way there. <laughs> we are gonna have to get Frank on here one day, man. Is he gonna? Is we gonna get him on here? Is he gonna loosen up? We gonna. Yeah, he he be down. I talked to him um, this week, yesterday, yesterday, matter of fact. So, so yeah. tell him to take his PE hat off. Oh, he would love to come on, man. Matter of fact, okay. I, I talked to him about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we will oh. do a joint episode with politically entertaining. No, sure. no, 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 no. They they can't. I don't think we can get on their show. <laughs> you you been cussing a lot lately, so I don't know. I didn't cuss a lot today. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> he only cursed like three times. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but they were well placed. They they were they they were needed. I let, yeah, yeah, I let, yeah, I let yeah, one yeah. go too. So it was effective. But you know, it, it's been a good episode, fellas. I, I think I say that every week. I have fun this episode. Uh, let's go ahead and close the people out and uh, tell them what's up for the week. Uh, my my thing is, uh, listeners, y'all probably by next week or a couple weeks, whenever I can get some good Clippers, uh, I'm going ball. So let me know how it looks. You've been going uh, ball. If you see me. I've been going ball, but like I'm going all the way ball. Okay. I'm gonna okay. go ahead and shave it ball and see uh see how this works. So let me know how that looks. Maybe I'll post it in the health group and you know they can look at my head instead of something else. But uh you know wow. we'll, we'll do that. And other than that, man, just keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing uh, all those other rules of the podcasting, and just just keep praying for me, man. I, I I'll throw it out there, you know. My son's been having a rough week this week. And so just keep praying for the family, man, because it, it's I, I laugh and I joke on here. This is my time to let loose. But, you know, I'm still dealing with loss, still dealing with everything. And so just keep praying for us. And I appreciate all the prayers and the thoughts and the check ins and everybody's still checking in on me. I'm getting calls, texts and everything just randomly. And, and it does. It brightens my day. So keep doing that, man, and keep praying for me. And, and thank you. Per usual, echo what Arazio said. In addition to uh, just keep supporting the show like you've been doing. Uh, listen, 
Uh, Ferg's going to go over all the rules, but, you know, definitely share. They're like, that's an important one right there. Like you listening means everything to us. But if you can just share it, get the word out. That's that's the main reason behind the mer- the merchandise that we have on the website. It just helps get the word out. So just let other people know about the show so we can continue to, to grow. Thank you, guys. The Instagram page is growing. Three Brothers No Sense. We have a lot of fun on Facebook and IG. So just check us out. Continue to listen. I love you two brothers, man. I enjoy this every week. So uh, just thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Waikisha, for the question. And uh, you guys be safe. Continue to take this as serious as possible. Do not listen to some of these politicians. This is serious. It's actually killing people. Well, I love you too, Buff, since Rosie's not going to say it. Yeah, he's not comfortable. <laughs> I, I love you too, Buff. But, um, it's not like a hot so <laughs> But like my brother said, uh really appreciate the support. Listeners, tell us what you want to see, hear, communicate with us. I really appreciate what Waikisha asking that question. It brightens my day. And we have some other people who've reached out to us. So we're going to make sure that we continue to incorporate you guys in our show and uh, make you part of it. So my challenge to you guys is to, during this pandemic or this quarantine state, I I challenge everybody to share our podcast and try to bring us one new listener. So whatever we have for this next week, I hope the week following, we can double that. Because I think we have something to say. It might not be the right thing, but it's our thing. And we're trying to speak for the people. And that's part of it. We try to share and this is therapeutic for us. And we get a lot of feedback that's therapeutic for other people and makes them think our goal is just to question uh, what we know and what we originally think and just to kind of grow through it. So speaking of growth, uh, I mentioned last week that we were having our first um, therapy session. I misspoke. It was actually this upcoming weekend. So tomorrow, today is Friday. Tomorrow, uh, Z and I will be having our first therapy session. So I guess I'm looking forward to that. Um, so I'll let you know if I break down and cry or something like that. But I'm a G, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but it's a great episode. Please tune into our brother and sister podcast and all the other black podcasts. So P.E., we already mentioned, Them the Waterfowl. Truth Be Told, Sports, yeah. Woo-isms. Woo-isms, the Bruz Bookshelf. If you guys are looking for something to do and listen to, just tune in some some good podcasts. People are out there really putting their hearts in their their, their minds and their voices out there. It's time to support us and give feedback. So looking forward to what you guys have to say. It's been another fun episode, Three Brothers No Sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 